Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon, the Marlins were trying to salvage a game in their three-game weekend set against the visiting New York Mets. Pablo Lopez went opposite of the right-hander, the veteran Taiwan Walker. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, a rough weekend for the Marlins here at home against the Mets. Mets come to town and win three in a row. They have won six straight overall, and they continue atop the National League East with a 9-3 victory in the series finale here today. Pablo Lopez started for the Marlins against Taiwan Walker, and it was a very un-Pablo-like outing here today from the very get-go. In the top of the first, he got the first out of the day. Brandon Nimmo fly ball to left, but then Francisco Lindor, who's been a Marlins nemesis all season long, doubled. Man at second, one out, and Pete Alonso started the scoring. The 1-1 to Alonso is shot down the right side. That's going to be trouble. It's a fair ball up against the wall. Lindor's coming home. Alonso pulls in at second. Back-to-back doubles and three batters in. The Mets have a 1-0 lead. Torpedo Alonso is National League best 85th run batted in of the season. His seventh extra base hit against the Marlins this year, and the Mets were off and running. Daniel Vogelback, the DH, followed with a single, putting men at the corners and getting Jeff McNeil up for New York. Struck out a career high 11 in that game. 2 0 pitch up the middle, base hit center field. Alonso's in to score. Vogelback to second. McNeil makes it 2 0 Mets. So at that point, four straight hits for New York after the first out recorded by Pablo in inning number one. Tyler Naquin then hit into a fielder's choice, erasing McNeil. And at that point, Mets had men at the corners for Mark Canna. 2-0 New York, and Canna bangs one through the right side to make it 3-0. Jumping on the first pitch he saw. It's the fifth hit in the inning. Luis Guillorme finally would bounce out to second base, ending the first, but eight to the plate for the Mets. 29 pitches for Pablo to get through the first inning today. Allowed three runs on five hits. JP talked about the fact that he thought the Mets might have picked something up on Pablo Lopez in that first inning. Might have known what was coming because of something that they were able to see Pablo was doing a little bit differently. And whatever it was, it made for a very rough start to the day for Lopez. The Braves would, or the Mets rather, would pick up a couple of hits in the second, but Pablo got a double play ball. Pete Alonso hitting into a 6-4-3 inning ender to keep it a 3-0 game into the third. But that's when the Mets broke it open and ended Lopez's afternoon. With one out, Jeff McNeil, a double. 
He had three hits today. Man at second base for Tyler Naquin. 0-1 to Naquin is in the air. Right center field coming on De La Cruz. Can't get it. A dive by Blade. He can't get it. Ball rolls by them both. McNeil's going to score. Naquin wants third. Wendell the relay. Not in time. Ball gets away, but it's going to be picked up by Lewin Diaz out near second base. That got a little hairy, and it's 4-0 Mets. A run scoring triple for Naquin, his first hit as a member of the Mets. He was at third base for Mark Canna. 2-1 pitch to Canna is a ground ball through the drawn and infield. A base hit left field. That'll score Naquin, and it's 5-0 New York. Canna 2 for 2, two RBI singles. And Luis Guillorme singled before Patrick Mazika had a fly ball to right for the second out, but it was back to the top of the order and Brandon Nemo. He is the only man without a hit. Ground ball into the hole at short. He's got one now. It's under Rojas. Base hit left field. Coming around third to score Canna. And it's 6-0 New York. The throw home, not in time. And at that point, with two outs in the third inning, each of the nine men in the Mets starting lineup in this game had at least one hit. Mets are up 6-0. And that was the end of the afternoon for Pablo Lopez. Pablo done after only two and two-thirds innings today. He allowed a career-high 12 hits in this game. Gave up six runs all earned. Didn't walk anybody, struck out one. Pablo threw 71 pitches, 47 strikes. He was relieved by Jake Fishman, left-hander, making his major league debut. Fishman just up from AAA Jacksonville. He got Francisco Lindor into a fielder's choice, ending that third inning, keeping it six to nothing. And Fishman did a nice job in this ball game with... Taiwan Walker rolling along for the Mets. Fishman pitched a scoreless fourth inning. A lot of run in the fifth inning. A double by Guillaume, a single by Mazika, putting men at the corners, and a Nimmo fielder's choice that brought in a run. That made it at that point 7-0. But Fishman slowed these Mets bats down a little bit. And in the bottom of the fifth, the Marlins finally got on the scoreboard. They had gone 20 innings without a run since they last scored in the second inning of the series open here Friday night. But in the fifth, Charles LeBlanc, just up from AAA, made his big league debut yesterday. He hit a double, and he was at second base for Jacob Stallings. 2-1 to Stallings is in the air, left center, sinking quickly and down for a hit. Pedrique is going to wave LeBlanc, racing toward the plate. No throw. It's an RBI single for Jacob Stallings. He sits safely now in seven in a row, and Miami's on the scoreboard at 7-1. Marlins catcher went two for four in this game. A single, a double, and a run batted in. So a seven-game hitting streak. How about 10 for 20 with a couple of extra base hits in the last seven for Jacob Stallings. The Marlins were on the scoreboard at 7-1 to one after Fishman held the Mets without a run in the sixth inning. He had gone three and a third, four hits, one run. No walks or strikeouts in his major league debut. And the Marlins pulled closer in their half of the sixth, bringing Taiwan Walker's afternoon to a close with one out. Brian De La Cruz doubled. De La Cruz went two for three, single double walk in this ball game. He went to third base when the ball was kicked out in the outfield by the right fielder Tyler Naquin. Man at third, one out for Jesus Sanchez. First the pitch to Sanchez. That's hit hard to first. Nice play to his right by Alonzo. Falls to his knees. Underhands to the pitcher covering. Sanchez is out, but De La Cruz scores to make it 7-2. And then the Marlins would pull a run closer, courtesy of the rookie third baseman in just his second game, Charles LeBlanc. Until it's done and it's official. 
LeBlanc puts a charge into one. Way back, left field, home run! First in the big leagues for Charles LeBlanc, and it's seven to three. That would be it for Taiwan Walker, done after five and two thirds. Seven hits, three runs all earned. He walked two, struck out four. Allowed the LeBlanc home run, 101 pitches, 60 strikes. Tommy Hunter came out of the bullpen. Jacob Stallings doubled against him, but Joey Wendell struck out, ending the sixth inning. Marlins back within slam range at that point at 7-3. to three. But the Mets would get those two runs back against Jeff Brigham in the seventh inning. The inning began with a Mark Canna single. He stole second. Luis Guillorme walked. Patrick Mazika, a sack bunt, advanced the runners to second and third and was back to the top of the order for Brandon Nemo. Only LeBlanc on the left side of the infield. And there's a hot smash to second. Wendell has it, looks the runner back. Now at second, they've got the man caught off the bag. Out at second base, Guillaume breaking for the plate. Canna, he's going to beat the throw home, and it's 8-3 Mets. And the Mets still had a man at third base for Francisco Lindor. 3-2 pitch, Lindor rips one. Diving to his right, knocking it down, but it rolls into center field. Wendell couldn't make the play. Running on the pitch, coming all the way around Nimmo. He's going to score. Lindor's in at second, and it's 9-3 Mets. That was a rocket off the bat of Lindor. Wendell dove for it. Had it shoot off his glove into center field. For Lindor, a second straight three-hit game in this series. He went three for five today. A couple of singles, a double, an RBI, and a run scored. He was 3-4 of the homer, two RBIs yesterday. Lindor on the season now, hitting 333 in 57 at-bats against the Marlins with four doubles, six homers, and 17 RBIs. His 17 RBIs against the Marlins, most he's ever had in a single season against any individual opponent. His six home runs are one shy of matching the most he's ever had against a single foe. Hit seven against Detroit in 2018, and against Kansas City that same 2018 season. So the Lindor RBI single made it 9-3, and 9-3 is how this one would end. Brigham would get through that seventh inning and then pitch a scoreless eighth inning. Zach Papa, 1-2-3, ninth. But the Marlins couldn't do anything against Steven Nagosik and Yohan Lopez. Nagosik, a 1-2-3, seventh. Pitched around a couple hits, struck out three in the eighth. In the ninth, with Lopez on to close it out, he got the first two outs. Then an 11-pitch plate appearance late when Diaz worked a walk. But Jesus Aguilar hit a fly ball left to end it. Aguilar went 0-for-5 today and 0-for-11 in this series. Mets win it by the final of 9-3. For New York, nine runs on a season-high 19 hits. Most ones have allowed in a game this year. Mets made an error, left 10, went 8-for-18 with men in scoring position. As for the Marlins, three runs, 10 hits, no errors, 10 left. Miami 1 out of 10 with runners in scoring position. Taiwan Walker, the winning pitcher. Five and two-thirds innings. Seven hits, three runs. He walked two, struck out four. Allowed the home run to Charles LeBlanc. 101 pitches, 60 strikes. Walker 9 and 2 with the victory. He's won his last six consecutive decisions. And for the Marlins, Pablo Lopez takes the loss. He falls to 7 and 6. And now we will... See what happens between now and the trading deadline at 6 o'clock Tuesday. A lot of speculation about Pablo Lopez. Will the Marlins get an offer they can't refuse? Well, we'll wait and see. There's a chance Pablo walked off the mound as a Marlin for the final time here today, but we won't know until Tuesday. Time of the ball game was 3 hours, 
23 minutes. Mets win their sixth in a row. They're 64 and 37 through 101 games. They're now 33 and 20 in the road, and they continue three games up on the second place Braves in the National League East. As for the Marlins, oh, they lose three straight to the Mets. It's the fifth time this season the Marlins have been swept in a multi game series. Third time here at Lone Depot Park. It had happened previously against the D backs in May and the Phillies earlier this month, right before the All Star break. Miami's now 8 under at 47 and 55. Marlins fall 17 and a half behind the Mets in the division, their biggest deficit of the season. And they're now 4 under, 22 and 26 here at Lone Depot Park. Marlins finished the month of July at 13 and 15. So they were 12 and 8 in April, played 600 ball in the first month of the year. Then they had the rough May, 7 and 19. They rebounded to go 15 and 13 in June, but now the mirror image, 13 and 15 in July. So they've been a 500 team since the beginning of June. Had the good April, the rough May, 500 ever since. They are eight under as we tick down toward the trading deadline, which is now, let's see, 24 hours, 35 minutes away. Going to be a strenuous next day plus for Kim Ang and general managers across Major League Baseball. The Marlins and Nation are working together to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time a Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pick Initiative to support cancer research. We have talked a lot about how hard it is to strike out these New York Mets. Mets are the third, they have the third fewest strikeouts in all of baseball this season, and today they only struck out once in this entire game. Daniel Vogelback struck out leading off the third against Pablo Lopez. It's the only strikeout by a Marlins pitcher today. First time this year. Marlins have had only one K in a game. So $25. Southern Nation's driving initiative for the season. Now 888 strikeouts and $22,200 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. So the Marlins get pounced on by the Mets once again, and they get swept in their three-game weekend series against New York. The Marlins are now 47-55, and 55, while the Mets improved to 64-37. and 37. Before we hear from Don Mattingly and Pablo Lopez, we will step aside for a quick commercial break. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Don Mattingly after the Marlins loss yesterday. Donnie Metz jumped on Pablo early today, but some nice contributions from the rookies and Fishman giving you guys three in the long homers. But how would you assess just the disappointment in being swept this series, especially when you guys really need to rack up runs to stay in that wild card? You ask a lot of questions in one question. Um, start with Pablo. Um, yeah, they got to him pretty good, especially that first. And it seems like all year, really, since spring training, They've kind of had his number. They've seen him good, whatever it is. Um, but they've they've kind of hit him good. All you know, from the spring training on, it seems like every outing has, has not been good at this point. Uh, so that that got us off into a you know a bad start, obviously with these guys. 
I thought both guys in the in the middle did a pretty nice job. Fish kind of saved us from having to use, you know, our back end guys. Kind of any any of our leverage guys uh, would have had to pitch today if, if he's not able to do that, or if the game really gets away. Um, and then Briggy gives us a couple. Uh, obviously, give up the one there, but you know that kind of gets us deeper back to the back end too. And while all that was going on, we were able to. You know, put a couple of runs on the board and kind of semi get back in it and, and um, you know, get it to within four, I believe. And, uh, you know, obviously didn't do a lot after that. With Pablo, do you think maybe just with the trade rumors and his name being in the center of it a lot, do you think that might have affected him at all there today? Yeah, I mean, it could have. Uh, obviously, they've, like I said, again, they've, they've hit him pretty good all year long, whatever the reason. It's been that team this year. Um, but these guys are human, and they hear the rumors, and they, they kind of know what's going on. And in today's, um, I think, the digital world of everybody knowing everything and all the rumors that, that kind of get pushed out there, you know, um, I think that's just natural nowadays to, that there's so much more talk. How did you look stuff-wise? Because this Vila was up. Uh, was it maybe like location? Obviously, you've mentioned, you know, the Mets seem to like maybe pick up on something at them, but just in terms of the stuff. I thought his stuff was good. He, he clicks 97 there in the first, and you're like, mm. it's, you know, Pablo in last outing was good too. He was holding on to his Velo late last game. Uh, you know, and Jake come in, and, and a couple of th- some of those fastball hits were, we felt like pretty good locations. Um, made a little change in between innings there, and it seemed to get a little better. Uh, not quite sure what, what they were seeing or if they were seeing something, but we made a little change in between the, the first, but they still were. You know they still they've got after him and they've they're a tough club because they do a lot of different things. They put the ball in play on you number one, and and they just you know every guy seems to fight you, and there's no real easy outs up and down that lineup. Uh, it, it's a battle to get through there, and it, it wears you down. Um, and then they do they do a lot of different things. They can run a little bit. They hit the ball to the ballpark some. But, the, you know, the biggest thing for me is they, they, they put that thing in play on you, and they got a lot of tough outs. I haven't faced the Dodgers yet, but where would they rank, you know, with the opponents you guys face so far this year? No, they're, like, offensively for us, they've probably been our biggest. We have not been able to you – know, we've slowed them down some at different times, but not really been able to to keep their main guys from doing damage against us. Lindor's kind of beat us up this year. Um you know, Alonzo's been good with us, so it's like there's been a – and just all their other guys just seem to get on base and doing – you know, it's it's been a team effort against us. So, um, yeah, they, they've been tough for us. And, and you're – go back to your question, it's been disappointing, I think, not to be able to scratch one, you know, and it's not like we played necessarily badly. We weren't giving games away. We weren't throwing the ball around or kicking it around. We just didn't really – just kind of dominated us all three games of the series, and we didn't do a lot. Uh, no scheduled starter announced yet for tomorrow, but any word on who that may possibly be? Uh, yeah, we'll have one tomorrow. Um, we haven't made any moves at this point, so I'll wait till we make sure we make the moves before we announce it. Avi okay? I think two straight days. Yeah, a little, little bit of um, – flu type stuff um not feeling good we had him out of the lineup actually yesterday just as a day um but and hoping he would 
and really this kind of popped up yesterday and, and thought he would be good today, but it's got a little more of, you know, obviously not uh, anything that goes on the aisle with, but more flu-like type stuff. That was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the 9-3 loss to the New York Mets yesterday afternoon in Miami. As we wrap things up, let's hear from Pablo. He fell to 7-6 and six on the season. Going through like a really good moment, a hot streak. So, you know, third time seeing me this season, you know, like that now the sample size is getting bigger and bigger. So, you know, like they're, they're able to go back to see the previous games and see like if, uh, if I'm doing things in a way that shows a pattern, you know, and sometimes they have a good game plan. You know, they make adjustments, they make them quicker than I'm able to. And, you know, sometimes I'll make a bad pitch pay for those and sometimes I'll make a good pitch and pay for those too. So, you know, like they put the ball in play, they're tough at bats, tough outs. They make you work, they make you be in the strike zone, and then like sometimes they follow up good pitches, they wait for the mistakes, and then they don't, they don't miss the mistakes. Obviously, Pablo, your name has been out there a lot with the trade rumors and things along the lines of that. Do you think that that might have affected you at all today? No, 100% not. Obviously, rumors are just rumors. They're not a fact until something actually happens. And then, you know, if I, if I told you that I haven't heard anything, I would be lying to you. But, like, at the end of the day, like, my focus the last four or five days has been getting ready for today's start. Like, my preparation, both mentally and physically, was just to give my team a chance to win today, have to help the bullpen out, and unfortunately I wasn't able to do that, but, um, you know, it's just, like, just a day like today, I didn't do my job, a lot of balls over the plate, mm-hmm. sometimes when I did a good, I, then I did throw a good pitch, balls were landing, getting through, and there's nothing I can do about that. Is that how you would, I guess, assess this? Because it seemed like, you know, season high in Velo, your stuff maybe was there, but it was a dislocation and just one of those, like, a 600 average, you know, balls put in place. Yeah, ironically, you know, like, today's one of the days physically I felt the best, you know, like, feel like a good fastball. I think my hand was on top of all the pitches. I think that my delivery was, I was repeating it well, stuff so was moving the right way, but, like, I'm, location wasn't as crisp, as pristine as you would love, you would hope against a team like that and you know like they waited for the mistake they made me pay for it and you know like sometimes all you want from a batter is to put the ball in play and something happened and you know like that's what they did today you know they put the ball in play and you know sometimes uh, those balls go through and then they rally and then they made things happen that was pablo lopez after the marlins lose to the mets yesterday the marlins now 47 and 55 and falling in the national league wild card race Game one of a three-game tilt against the Cincinnati Reds comes your way tonight at 6.40 from Lone Depot Park. The hard-throwing right-handed rookie Hunter Green will take the ball for the Cincinnati Reds. We'll hit the air at 6.10 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.